0: Care docs, compassionate, compliant, confidential.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome.
2: Hello.
0: Can I hear
1: myself? Can you uh, hit my headphones up a little hotter for me, guest over there? Nope, next one over.
2: Sorry, next one.
1: Unnamed there guest. you go. Yeah, perfect, right there. Good.
2: All right.
1: With the Young Jerks, my name is uh, Mike Crawford,
2: and I'm Brianna Morrell,
1: and uh, we're here every Saturday. We're very excited uh, this week after. The election results.
2: Yes, at least here in Massachusetts. <laughs> well, I'm
1: excited about uh, a Donald Trump presidency as well. At this point.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think can I give us have... a lot
1: of good content?
2: <laughs> <laughs> a lot of fodder.
1: Yeah, well, we don't even we don't even deal with national usually, but
2: uh, I'm pretty thankful. I think <laughs> we might have to
1: actually. But uh, yeah, I mean, we're ex- very excited about. Uh, we want. We had a couple wins actually.
2: A few big wins, and we have two campaigns
1: in uh, two winning campaigns. It's a celebration today, right?
2: It's a big celebration day. I think everybody in Massachusetts. Did we say our names? You're
1: Brianna Morrell, and I'm yes, Pro- okay. I just want, I'm, yeah. See, I'm all over the place today because I just saw another guest come in, and uh, we're actually going to have him over there. We're, we're directing guests. We're going to have you sit over there. We're going to fix that mic for you. Uh, yeah, we have several campaigns here. Two campaigns, several two. Two. Let's be precise, right? Yes. I'm excited. Are you excited today?
2: I am very excited. It's uh, much more relaxed than last week. I think when we were tense and uh, we talking about we were tense, weren't we? We were definitely tense. We were. I think we were predicting that it would win, but we were still a little bit. I nervous. was wrong
1: about something too. The prediction. I was off by like five points yes, at least, was... five to ten, depending on how you measure it. But I was very optimistic, and it, it was a little closer than we thought. But we still won big. We're talking about yes on four, obviously, uh, but we're also talking about. Uh, our state rep that we uh, that I endorsed and the show endorsed early on, and I actually took some heat over that later on, uh, but he won. I mean, I don't think I should have gotten any heat over endorsing him, but uh, in some quarters we did. Uh, we just basically, the big thing is that we had a big win uh, for state rep and, and Cambridge and Somerville, uh, and we're very happy to bring him on the show today uh what do we call him what do we call him now do you know i i know the name do you want me to say it or you want to say it
2: you can say it mike do you know what it is i believe so
1: he's got a title now it's uh, officially it is i believe maybe i'm wrong maybe we need to find out right i get things to wrong make sure right
3: that we're not saying things exactly. mass
1: state rep elect mike conley Oh, thank you. Welcome to the show. No it's money great, Mike if someone said someone in Somerville said today. I kept saying to people we, we we saw each other at the binge party, the Boston Institute of Nonprofit Journalism, Chris Ferrone's party and we we're waiting in line together and uh, I was like thinking old school like I was like oh you gotta meet this guy telling people and people already
3: knew who you are they they, they I know they, it's, right it's been uh, it's been amazing. They know who you are now. Uh, yeah, people around the community yeah, have been you know, involved day in, day out uh, for a number of years now. So. Did you expect to win by 800 votes? 800, how many was it? Uh, we won by close to 400 votes. Oh, it was 400, I thought it, it was, was like 800. It was 8%. Eight, so right, that's why I get the number. It was about okay. 54% uh, out of 46%. It's a pretty close race. Yeah, it was uh, it was very tight But you tight still won race. by very, 400, I mean, that's a good... Yeah, very, very tight, very competitive, um, but solid victory, you know, there were... I believe there were 59 incumbents uh, challenged um, on the, in the primary when we won the big race, and only two of the challengers won. So it was huge honor to uh, be among a few. Who... I imagine
1: the other one was probably an incumbent that was in trouble too. I don't
3: know who it was, but I'm just guessing. because. Yeah, the other challenger was Juana Mateus. Um, not sure who the incumbent she was she, she defeated, but um, another young... Uh, person because it wasn't
1: like Toomey really did anything wrong. Like like you know, sometimes
3: people go down because of scandal or corruption or something. <laughs> that, that's just... a remarkable thing. I mean, you know, Representative Toomey's popular, well liked. He is. Um, you know, spent you know his life. He's been committed to the community. So it was. um I, I understand why when we started the race, you know, many people were not at all sure that we could pull it off. But it was really a, a tribute to. Hundreds and hundreds of uh, volunteers who we organized, and ultimately the voters who who made the decision um, on election day.
1: I think they made the right decision too, especially the issue that I, you know, was so focused on, and you helped us with. You know, number one, the medical marijuana. Um, there was a there was a hearing. You know, I, I've talked to Rep. Toomey over the years and City Council. Toomey as a resident of Cambridge and you know one of the most vocal advocates on uh, marijuana issues in the city. Uh, but you know, it was a very telling sign when the dispensary that was, you know, in its final vote to, to get you know, to, we're going to open something in Cambridge if the city council voted on it on this specific evening. And, uh, rep Toomey had issue, you know, had work at the state house and he was back and forth, but he did show up at the city council. Um, and he couldn't stick around the extra five minutes to vote on it. Number one, which I found kind of discouraging. And the big thing, you know, he spoke on another issue, but didn't choose to spoke o- speak on the issue where every most of the audience was there for that issue, and he's right. and he's running for re-election. And there you were, you had signed in early, you were you were running for election against him. Everybody in the city council knows who you are. You ran for city council, you almost made it last time, uh, and you were the first one to speak for the medical dispensary, and you spoke very strongly, and and it worked. It, it was reported right away, and then in the newspaper, you helped us on that campaign. Um, and I think that was, it became a big issue when the legal campaign came out and Toomey's totally against legal talking about opioids and you want to talk about opioids cause you know, it reduces it. Uh, so I just want to
3: uh, give you a huge round of applause for what you did for us. Oh, for, thank you. For, yeah. And, I mean, uh, the whole station to
1: my radio.
3: Yeah. And I actually, I uh, helped organize and, and kick off a, uh, a big canvas in Harvard square last weekend for the SN4 campaign and we uh we you know we sent folks out to uh talk to voters and, and get the vote out in our community.
1: And so you you're going to continue to uh be an advocate obviously for our side for the legalization in the medical patients?
3: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you know, certainly um there will be, I'm sure, future questions to be I think Answer. there'll be a lot
2: of future, future questions, especially both on medical and on the recreational side. Uh, and you know, it, the fact that you took time to make time for the medical patients and that Tim Toomey didn't, how, how can somebody not make time uh, out of their schedule to go and speak for medical patients? It should be your job as a representative uh, to represent the patients in your area and how long does
1: it take 30 seconds it doesn't take 30 seconds to just say i support this even if i gotta go and i can't vote and on it,
2: it really it's maybe like you have to sit through 15 or 20 minutes of you know pre-hearing like whatever they're presenting and then if you're there and you sign up right away you just speak yeah you, know, right. you leave you're done yeah but a city right.
1: council can speak at any time during those meetings when they pop in he yeah. had you know he, he as a city council state rep he was always yeah. going back and forth between the meetings so when he pops in, they, they allowed him to speak on anything he wanted to. I also want to make sure that we, we got another huge guest here, too. And I'm not sure I know how to say it. I'm going to screw up the last name. I, I screwed it up earlier.
2: We were both debating. I think That's I can it say first, it. I think yeah. I'll,
1: I'll give it a shot again. It's not an easy one. I'll let you try. And the title, too. You were uh, mm-hmm. For the SM4 campaign, you were one of the main political directors, right?
4: Yes. Yeah, I was uh, technically... Uh, Director of Communications.
1: Yes, Director of Communications. Uh, Jim uh, Bogasani.
4: That is exactly right.
1: Hey, I got to write the Congratulations. second time. You <laughs> really got most of the names wrong, right? <laughs>
4: You're clapping for yourself
2: Good job, Mike.
1: Finally got one right. Wait, I got a few right lately.
2: Uh, yeah, you've been doing pretty well. Yeah. Uh, my name, though—that's the one that. Bree. Well, we <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: so uh, what? Well, c- c- huge. Forget about the names. C- huge congratulations, Jim. Because uh, we won. I mean, this is amazing. We've been waiting for this for so long. I, I it was can't. a hard campaign. I mean,
0: they... it they- was a
4: tough campaign. It was a very, very tough campaign. Um, we knew. I, we knew we had the right message, even though our message sort of migrated a little bit with focus groups but that happens in campaigns you know you test your messages you find out that maybe the message that you had is good but it may not be the best but we found out through focus groups and uh... through talking with people that we had to revise our messaging a little bit and we did and uh... it struck a chord so um... you know we we couldn't be more happy with the voters of massachusetts that they went our way it was um... it's just a great thing to see the the, Terrible mistake of prohibition finally ended in Massachusetts. So, um, yeah, really, yeah. And, uh, you know, thanks to people like the representative elect who did help in Harvard Square and helped, you know, just with adding a voice to this. And by the way a voice up on Beacon Hill now with the implementation okay. of this, an extra voice like yours is a we great need it. thing for us. Absolutely. Because already we're starting to see some pushback. Uh, right? Some pushback. That's yeah. what
1: I want to so say you. are right on where I want to go next. Yeah, you and I, I mean, are always on the same page. Yeah, I mean, that's
4: really what we have to start talking about. Because <laughs> Tell
1: us about that. Because I mean, we're already like I'm starting to put together my story on it and it's immediately, you know, talking about defending the home grow, defending the potency, right. defending the, the driving, What's going to happen? What do you think is going to happen? Do you think there are actually Jason Lewis and these guys are actually going to try to force something through the state house?
4: Um, yes, I do. I think there's going to be some pretty quick uh, legislative action. Um, I also think that there's going to be resistance to that legislative action. The first thing that I'm not hearing, unfortunately, is recognition that we passed. A
1: great law, I think. I think it's a
4: great law. A I do well too. This, I is why, this, is where, this is why. This is where. This is where I'm going
1: to go off because, uh, you know, we can't change any initiatives like we couldn't change the medical marijuana law for six years, so we couldn't change it this round, uh, for, and we can't change this legal law if we wanted to as citizens for six years. I think we should ask the legislature for the same type of. Uh, you can't touch it until something we know is broken. Right. Until.
4: Well, how about this? Give it a shot. How about the legislators don't start altering this yeah. until the regulators have had a chance to actually do their jobs. Right. Now, the recognition should be that we passed, and what I mean we, we mean I mean the voters of Massachusetts passed a regulated system, not a legislated system. The legislature had their chance. So look, we set up a regulated system just like the state regulates alcohol. Part of that regulated system, we have a written right into our initiative, is creating the Cannabis Control Commission, which writes the regulations that will govern the industry. Now, what, what disturbs me is that I haven't heard of Jason Lewis or President Rosenberg or Speaker DeLeo say, we recognize that regulators are going to be running this, just like we run banking in Massachusetts or construction or the cosmetics industry. There's all sorts of regulated bodies. They work well. You know, legislators don't usually step in and say, this is what we want to do. They say, we give regulators the authority in real time because they can move quickly, which the legislature can't. They weren't designed to move quickly. Right. So what I'm going to be advocating and what I hope a lot of other people do is say, let's give regulators a chance to actually write the laws or write the rules, write the, the codes. It's It comes down to codes that will uh, govern the system and then if the legislature feels that they have to step in do it then not right. before the regulator not before regulators are even appointed much less I have know. a chance to do their job it's unbelievable like in yeah. the
1: taxation thing too really <sighs> bugs me that uh, that they're talking about you know i think hopefully charlie baker has a pledge no no new taxes if he breaks it on this I, i'm going to go crazy cuz they should not raise that tax. That 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 amount that you was a, you guys did it for a good reason. Kept it lower than Colorado because we want to eliminate the black market. Yes. And it will actually lead to more tax revenues. I'm convinced the casino yes. and the slots taxes are so high in Massachusetts that they're under revenues because they raise the tax too high and people are still go into Connecticut because they got better uh, you know better offers, better uh, payouts. It's just better down there because yes. the operators aren't giving so much away to the state in terms of taxes like right. they do in Massachusetts. We, we do that so often. Like, uh, you know, they talk about, uh, we're talking about energy costs. Uh, we want to reduce, uh, uh, you know, our, our global footprint, a green footprint, whatever we call that, right? Mike can tell me in a second, but yeah, the problem energy problem. footprint, right? Yeah. And we're sending people up to New Hampshire to buy cigarettes. I mean, this yeah. is the new black market is... Because of the tax. And they want to do the same thing with cannabis now? No way. I, I'm totally... If they try to raise that tax before, we've at least had a year or two to see how much revenue comes exactly.
4: in. Remember one thing. The Cannabis Control Commission, under the way we wrote the initiative, the Cannabis Control Commission each year is mandated to make a tax recommendation to the legislature. Each year. Now, these are people who are going to be looking at the industry, analyzing sales, analyzing revenue, uh, analyzing future sales. They're going to have uh, you know, uh, projections. And they can say to to the legislature with an informed um, um, opinion and, you know, data to say this is what we think we should do, you know, to have the legislature do it right out of the block because of some vague belief that they should do it, not based on data, is the wrong way to go. And it's not what the vote has passed. So, you know, I think everybody, Mike, you have been so good during this whole thing. We've worked together on various things. You know, you've written good stories and you've. Uh, I think rightly criticized uh the media for letting a lot of things go on the other side you know that was infuriating and you 've been at this a lot longer than I have, and i've told a lot of people who have been in this movement for a long time i don 't know how you 've kept your sanity for so long, <laughs> and your faith in fellow man when you see the nonsense that 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 Some people keep, you know, um, promoting the reefer madness stuff. And I'm thinking, I just got into this, you know, I'm a sort of communications professional. I got into this, you know, just 18 months ago. And I'm thinking, I can't believe what I'm hearing, you know, and I feel bad that I'm late to this cause. But now that I'm in the cause, I couldn't be more thrilled that we're on the right path here in Massachusetts.
1: Me too. I I think we are. I'm so excited. After we won, I was just like, oh my God, I can't believe it finally happened.
2: it's such a big win but i think the other thing too that a lot of people are concerned about are losing home grows i know that was a lot of questions uh with the way that the law was written So yes. a lot of people were even confused about what is their actual plant limit what are they yep. allowed for clones mothers mm-hmm. whatnot um and i think that that's something that can easily be picked apart by legislators who do not understand yes. the needs for home grows either
4: i i i'm hopeful that that won't be touched because it wasn't touched in other states after passage Mm -hmm. Um, you know, what we have to point out is that Colorado has the same home grow limit we do, six per person, 12 per household. Um, I think Oregon, one of them has none. Washington may have none. Oregon may have six. I think, again, once the hysteria passes, once they find out that not all law abiding citizens now because they have the ability to home grow legally are suddenly going going to become criminals, they're going to say, maybe we shouldn't have been so, you know, hysterical about this. so I'm hoping that there's a measured approach to everything in our initiative, but particularly HomeGrow. Because HomeGrow, I think the people who are going to do HomeGrow, it's going to be a micro-market. Yeah. You know? Or just for themselves. Or just for themselves. Yeah. You know? it Which may be just, Or
1: maybe a friend, you know, that has MS or cancer. That's, I mean, that's fine.
4: <laughs> but it's not going to be anything that affects retail sales. No, no. You no, know? No. Um, so. And ho- if it
1: does, those are the people... I mean, in Colorado, it showed that the, the major bus that they go after are the people who are doing it without a license in a warehouse with, like, 500 a 1,000, the gangs. and yes. that's should what they should have a sh- license to cultivate. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's who they, they focus on is the true bad guys, the, the guys who are mm-hmm. cutting corners. As
4: well they should.
1: Where they, they, you know, the average person just growing their little 6 to 12 plants that right. they don't mess with. Uh, Mike Conley is over here. He's the, He's been listening to all this. State rep-elect uh, from Cambridge and Somerville. I, I mean, I'm so happy today you're here and you won. I just... Uh, like beaming, man. I can't believe we won an election. Laura Pispies hey. is here, too. She's, hey, guys. Are you, you're happy about this, I'm don't? happy.
5: You know, I know we lost the, the big, you know, Trump one and everything. But, man, for us as the young jerks, like, we we won. Yeah,
1: we won because we we our, our guy won. Yep. He's, he's been a regular guest on the show he's, and he's, a guest co-host yeah, and friend friend.
3: Absolutely.
1: So what do you think about all this at the House? You're going to be new up there. Uh, have you talked to some of these reps uh, about some of these issues that we're talking about, about the initiative yet? Have you, you, you know, where are you on that at have that point? Have you
2: measured the temperature? Yeah. There?
3: I'm still, you know, I've definitely learned, you know, in the work I've done in city of Cambridge politics, that it's good to touch base with other members, um, engage a sense of like what they're thinking. Um, so certainly I think that's important to do, but you know um, I know from, you know, when I went through law school and, and just, our understanding of democracy when you know voters go to the polls and render a decision i mean that deserves you know the utmost respect and you know we have to honor um what voters voted on and so i think that um you know that would be my uh, you know my sort of uh, starting point and and really where where i'm going to stick true to is what what the text of the ballot initiative says um you know so honestly, with the election of Donald, I was I hoping to, every
1: single rep would say that right now. Right. Every elected official of the state house would say that. that right. Mean, I geez, was, I this is why we applaud you all the time. Come I know. And,
3: and I have to admit, you know, I mean, with the election of Donald Trump, it's, it's sort of um, consumed a lot of my thinking <laughs> since the ballot question passed. And so I'm certainly um, looking forward to, to thinking more, you know, one issue, the only question I've heard from constituents uh, since election day on this issue um, and maybe Jim you, you have some insight into this as well um, the concern that uh, minority applicants might be shut out, mm-hmm. um, and I know I think we were chatting a little bit earlier. Yep. About Jim, this you today. want to talk
1: about that because that is in um, the initiative. It is that. in the
4: initiative. Yeah, and that's something that we're very concerned about because we didn't want to see uh, the community that has been uh, most you know disproportionately impacted by prohibition now right. be disproportionately impacted with a, with the legal industry. So we wrote in the wrote in the initiative that the Cannabis Control Commission um, has to come up with a provision uh, or a, a uh, uh, something that will encourage um, a minority or, you know, uh, Latino, uh, Black, any community that has been adversely impacted by prohibition, uh, right in there, that uh, they have um, uh, not only encouragement but incentive right. to get into the new industry. Um, that's the first, ours was the first initiative to that that, have that clause in it, we're very proud of it. California put that clause in theirs, so they wrote their initiative after us. Um, and uh, I'm glad you brought that up because that's that's so important. You know, it's a new industry. Um, also, we put in there that anybody who has been arrested uh, for possession of marijuana um, or even a, a more even serious a felony, charge, right? a felony charge. Like Jeff,
1: Steve D'Angelo, who got right. who, who couldn't come into Massachusetts because he had a, a felony for selling weed. Right. I mean, it's. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's. A so tough. if
4: it's marijuana, um, that, that does not shut you out from the legal industry. If you have another felony,
1: yeah, if you're that does. a child abuser. Correct. You're,
4: you're. Yeah, so if it, but if it's just marijuana, then um, you still have the ability to enter the industry. What about other drug-related
2: charges? No,
4: the, oh, it's only cannabis. marijuana. Okay. Yeah, it's only marijuana. So if you got caught somehow you know, trafficking you know, cocaine or, or okay. another drug, um, that wouldn't work. But yes, marijuana. We had to write that in, and we did because we felt it very important. It's the same community that was adversely impacted, and we considered people who have been arrested for possession or even more serious charge, as long as it's marijuana, were people that should be allowed in the industry.
3: Yeah, and uh, absolutely,
1: yeah. And uh, <clears throat> at the state house, do you, what do you think will happen up there, Mike? You, I know mean, you haven't uh, probably talked to as many of them, and you haven't been up there for like a year or two. But what do you think is going to happen? Do you think these guys are really going to push this through? Push up higher taxes right away and mess mess it up.
3: Yeah, it, it would be hard to speculate. I mean, I'm I'm due to be sworn in uh, January fourth, um, and you're all invited. It's open to the public, so I'll I'll, I'll spread the word about that uh, ahead of time. Um, it would be hard to speculate. I mean, I I've heard that I don't I don't know. It might even be possible that they might start looking at things prior to that. I know
1: before you even get sworn in, right? So is that possible? Um, they could do that right could
2: they really jump on it.
3: <laughs> there's a possibility procedurally. I think there's yeah. it's much more difficult to get something done I don't know if then. the
1: governor will sign it. Yeah, I, I, I'm hoping the governor's on our side on this especially But you know, I,
3: I think it's it ought to be Acknowledged that it seemed like a you know the political establishment of the state to a large degree was again lined it? up against this and yes. voters nevertheless said no you know, way. we we have faith in this concept. We have faith in this language. In this campaign, we have faith in this campaign, um, despite the strong and they re- you know and they
1: rejected a lot of lies from that opposition campaign that the media didn't call out. And it, it's so funny because I was watching these forums a lot of times. I'm, I'm watching you know the questions from the audience, uh, the way the audience reacts to things, and the, it became very apparent to me at a lot of these forums, like UMass Boston. Uh, that our audience was more educated on the on what was going on and right. who was lying and who was telling the truth than the moderators from WGBH and some of these big wig stations. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's... That, that's or the, the
4: senator who headed up the special committee on marijuana. Right. When he said <laughs> that, uh, right. I think it was the Massachusetts Public Health Association, the first forum where he and I uh, went at it. He said that you could get 5,000 joints Joints, from an ounce.
1: Right. Whose ounce is that?
4: And the audience started yelling at him, and he repeated it one more time, and the audience started yelling again. And then, you know, it dawned on me, having read that report and having seen um, when a committee is formed and the chairman of the committee had opposed
1: decrim and had
4: opposed medical, uh, and then, suppose he has an open mind.
1: On legal, yeah.
4: About legal. That sounds like somebody who says, you know, I'm against a 20-mile-an-hour speed limit. That's way too fast. And a 30-mile-an-hour speed limit, that's way too fast. But I'm open-minded about an 80-mile-an-hour speed limit. You know, it just <laughs> didn't it just doesn't make test. sense. Yeah. So uh, what I would like uh, to see, and you know, I like, you know, Senator, look, Senator Lewis, he's, he, we were on opposite sides on this issue. I think a lot of it was kind of, frankly, his, his... It was a lot of Reefer Madness stuff. That It's was like kind of Reefer Madness
1: him. 3.0. Yeah, it's exactly. like this new geek style yeah. of Reefer Madness. You like, know? It's all about the edibles.
4: <laughs> but I would like to see him say, look, not only was I, were, was I against the, the prior two initiatives, but I was the chief surrogate for this one. So I'm going to take, I'm going to step back on this. I'm not going to be the person that leads the charge on Beacon Hill because my credibility is probably not quite right for the person who can have an open-minded approach to this. I hope he does that. Uh, but we'll see.
1: Yeah, we will see. It'll be very interesting.
2: I think it's going to be up to the people too to be putting pressure yeah, on the legislators right. and right. to stay on top of this yeah. going forward and call they can them. have the same kind of uh you know outcry like they have against Trump against, you know, yeah. the legislators. Right. Don't let here them raise the
1: tax. Don't um, let them yeah, don't let them get rid of home groves, you know. This is you gotta tell him don't mess with the initiative. The initiative passed on legalization, don't touch it.
4: Right. Right. Let Home the commission and the tax Charlie Baker's in a very, very peculiar spot because if he as you it's, I think you pointed out earlier, um, he's taken the no tax. No pledge, tax, yeah. You know. Well, this so would he, be a tax increase. Yeah. So ah. Certainly would. no signs tax, tax increase, increase. This is a tax increase. Yeah. You know, so he's gonna be in a box. So it'll be interesting to see what he does. Um, but anyway, I, I really hope that They don't. They leave a lot of things alone. You know, funny. We met with uh, Michael Capuano, who's a great guy, um, and he said he made it clear he's going to vote for this, and he made that public. So he was a yes vote, along with Seth Moulton, uh, Elizabeth Warren. You know, we did have we didn't didn't have nearly as many supporters as the other. But we had a lot
1: of the bigger federal offices. We had a lot.
4: Yeah, we did, and we were very pleased, Jim McGovern. um, So you know, that that was very helpful to us. They were they were out front, and Capuano said, you know, I'm going to vote for it, but. I remember when we passed Proposition Two and a Half. Capuano was a state rep back then. And he said the legislature did visit that. They did rewrite it. And he said, but we didn't change the intent. We just made it work. Um, and We pointed out that this is slightly different. This is a regulated system. It's different. We don't think there has to be a major yeah, rewrite. Yeah, what's the
1: here. rewrite that's needed? There isn't a There isn't any. There, re- isn't any. Yeah. there is none.
4: Yeah. If they want to visit uh, drugged driving, if they want to come up with some sort of, you know,
1: yeah, but Limit? see if it's a problem first. us. I see don't if it's see, a I don't see us. that it is a problem. You know,
4: no. but you know, maybe they can visit that they should have visited it when they, you know, whined about it in right. 2008 and 2012. The problem is it's a very complicated thing to take on, you know. And by the way, police right now have the ability to pull over anybody who's driving yep. exactly. here. Yeah, that's right. All you need is home. probable cause. That's right. You right. know? Um and our opponents sort of liked, oh, it's going to be terrible. We're not, going to be, we're not going to be able to control the roads. Well, they said the same thing in 2008 and 2012. And there was never has never been an increase in It's so driving. funny
1: because they say, we can't tell if they're impaired.
4: <laughs> I always
1: say, that's probably because they're not impaired. Right, exactly. That's
4: not an impaired <laughs> <laughs> right. If you drive. fail the field sobriety <laughs> oh, test, you get pulled off the road. Mm-hmm. It was a huge red herring.
1: Yeah. It's, it's insanity. It, yeah.
2: I saw uh, our favorite person, John Carmichael, um, Walpole police chief this week on Fox 25. Oh, I did too. I, that, yeah. r- that
1: truly angered me the day after we won.
2: Right after winning. Yeah, yeah they brought him on. I, I was more angry at Fox 25 than
1: him, it. though. He was actually kind of OK that day. He was kind of like, he was, mellow, he, he was like, yeah, I don't think the state house will do anything about it.
2: But even he had said when asked about the driving and driving under the influence, he was like, yeah, well, you know, right now we just give them the same field sobriety test and it doesn't work because it doesn't necessarily match up. So he was kind of hinting maybe we need some kind of specific yeah. marijuana
4: test. Yeah. Right.
2: No, <laughs> it's not if, an impairment.
4: It's not an impairment. If you can't walk, then you get pulled off the road. You know, if you can, then you're not impaired. Or yeah. if you're
2: driving in some kind of way that's crazy or dangerous to others, even if you're not intoxicated, yeah. maybe you're just exactly. under duress and yeah. you're driving crazy, right. you get pulled over. You get pulled over,
4: right. and if you, feel, if you fail the field sobriety test, um, it, it, it doesn't matter what substance, you're either t- intoxicated on or you're not. If you can't do the many things that they ask you to do, you get pulled off the road. Yeah. So again, I think it's going to be something that is going to going to receive much less attention after passage, just like it did in 08 and 012. Nothing is going to happen, if you ask me.
5: Yeah, I only remember hearing about field sobriety issues and driving on marijuana issues really just before the election. Right. And it's been, we've had, you know legal or decriminalized marijuana, medical marijuana for like how many years? Like eight years. And they really only started bringing that up. I feel like a past year or so. The right. campaign. so. It's just as a campaign, as a, as a tactic, not even as an actual
4: problem. And they never said we've seen an increase since. No, 2000. they have so not. They, yeah, they, have they no didn't data. say it because they couldn't they say have it because no they haven't seen it. Yeah, they they can't. have no
1: data to back them. None. Mm-hmm. None. Uh, six, one, seven, is the phone number with the young jerks here every Saturday at 6 PM. Uh, my co-host over there is Brianna, or Bree. Is yes. that right?
2: Yes, you did. I did. You
1: got it. Uh, sometimes I go, Brianna. Or, or Brianna. Brianna. Yeah, yeah, Brianna. Brianna. Oh, see, I can't do that. Now, yeah, see, not that saying. Was, now
2: it's all bad. Bree. <laughs> Just Brie.
1: Brie. My name's Mike, obviously, Crawford, big mouth. Uh, we have Mike Conley here, big money, no money Mike. Mike, uh, you're going to something tonight. Uh, you got to leave soon. Where, where are you going? What's going on?
3: It's the uh, Laughing Liberally. It's a uh, comedy show. And you're going
1: to be performing at this thing? Uh, not
3: not performing. I'm just going to be a guest. So uh, I, uh,
1: I don't know. This is what you have to do now as a state
3: rep. You have to go out and be the, the guest of... Local comedy shows. Local comedy <laughs> right, shows. Right. Yeah, this is this is uh, part of the, the my my plans for world domination. I, and I through, said... <laughs> through comedy <laughs> yeah. shows. I got to
1: apologize because I said, hey, Mike. Because like I'm used to. Because I've known you for a while now. Oh, yeah, I got to no. say, hey, state rep.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah I, I mean, got to call formal my official right? title. Well, yeah. I mean... Uh, yeah, you know you can you you could call me the honorable.
0: The honorable, <laughs> the honorable, yeah. the honorable. The honorable. Um, Mike Conley.
1: Mike Conley <laughs> stay around. We have a phone call. Uh, probably for these two gentlemen guests. Who who's on the phone? This is it Dan the Man. Oh, <laughs> it is, isn't it? Who's on the phone? It's like a delay. It is. He does this. Dan the Man does it to us. Dan, say hello. He's not. He's punking us. Is this Dan? Dan? Or is this the other guy? Who? We have some strange calls. Did you hang up on that, Herb? No, you still got him on the line. Let him yeah. go. I've, I've had enough, whoever its 617 7, uh, Do you think it was Dan, Lauren?
5: I don't know. I feel like Dan's way of punking us might be slightly different. That he just, might
1: just not call us. I feel like we
5: got a butt dial. Yeah? It sounded like a background noise. Dan's
1: mad at me, I think. Yeah? I have a funny have, feeling.
5: Have you heard from him?
1: No. Oh, my gosh. Uh-huh. Me neither. Shocking. So, well, we're the talking last about call our. Was really our, upset
2: too. Who? I remember the last call was like. I was,
1: was nice to him the last one. It was like two before that.
2: Well, it was because somebody yeah, but somebody had passed and so it was all serious. Oh, now
1: you're just, you're yeah. siding with him. You did well, you?
2: No, I, I'm just saying. Were you on he that, had. Yeah. He had a. Were you here for that one, temper? or did you hear? not the one where you had supposedly picked on him? But then remember he called uh, us.
1: But I thought I made it up to him. Well, we'll take this call too. We'll see. What uh, See. <laughs> They're playing our show back. Who is this? Oh, this is awful. <laughs> I
0: think,
1: is that is that our is that our troll instead? I think it is. Can we write that phone number down? What area code is it? Tell me what, Herbie. Tell me what area code that is. Seven seven zero. Seven seven zero. The hell's that? Let's look that up. Can, I'm going to look it up right now. We, I think we're going to take a quick break, uh, Conley. How long do you have? Do you have to go? soon? I got to run. I'm supposed to be
3: at this thing. I want to ask you like
1: <laughs> nine million other questions.
3: Uh, okay. Yeah. It's. Uh, I, uh, I got to go soon. You got to go. What What uh, What are
1: your big uh, like your platform going forward? What What are the things you're hoping to get done at the state house now you're elected?
3: Yeah, I think transportation, affordable housing, uh, public education, uh, climate change. Not don't have climate change. Let's stop climate change. Um, you know, economic justice, uh criminal justice reform, uh univer- universal single payer health care or at least a public yes. option mm-hmm. um and reforming the political system would be the uh, the top eight issues that we had um in our race and, and certainly, you know, as, as we thought about um legalizing, regulating, taxing marijuana, you know, I think that certainly um you know, a, a big goal that we had for both, you know, things like criminal justice. Um, and, and you know, also, I think, again, just coming back to the marijuana question, I actually hope we don't spend hardly any time on this because I think there's so many other things right. that we ought to talk about, like affordable housing and yeah. and public transportation, both of which are, you know, emergencies. Um,
1: we even the roads and bridges, too, as well. Right. So. <laughs> for, the, for the people who are taking cars. Do we take that call again? What's going on? <laughs> Yeah, we have we took it? Oh. Was it is the same number, Herb? No. New call. Okay. Who's on the phone? It's Rhodes.
0: What's up, Rhodes? Not much. saying congratulations and trying to be part of the celebration from out here in Sharon. You're not being
1: the angry black guy today? You're being the happy, celebrating black guy? Yeah. I've always been the happy celebrating black guy. <laughs> I know. I was
5: gonna say, Rhodes. Rhodes. Yeah, Rhodes just has passion. Oh, not. see <laughs> He believes. He, he believes. just
1: believes. Uh, we the people.
5: We the people.
1: We the people. Congratulations,
0: Mike Conley. Yeah, thank you, Senator Mike Conley, and, and thank you to the yes on four campaign manager or representative there as well.
4: Awesome. Thank you
0: it's been very informative I've been listening and it's like glad you guys are like actually talking about the issue and like you know letting the people know that it is very safe and um, highly regulated industry that's coming out do you
1: have any questions
0: for them? no just where's the celebration afterwards
1: (laughs) (laughs) right here right now you missed it
0: I invited you
5: hey Rhodes thank you for all your hard work on question yes on four on missing it too
0: no, I'm definitely gonna try to make it down there. I uh, just have to like get the. Um, I'll try to make it down there before seven. Ooh. All right. All right. See y'all later. All right. Thank you, Rhodes. No problem. Thank you.
1: Rhodes collected signatures too for question four.
4: Nice. Yeah. Thank
1: you. With uh, the Young Jerks, we're here every Saturday at six, right? Yes. Yeah. We got to let Mike go? Should we just keep him? Should we keep him hostage? (laughs) I'm going to ask him about Occupy
3: Boston. It's a comedy. we got to do the comedy show, you know. About Binge. uh, You were supporting
1: Binge today? Yeah. Oh, you there for Binge, Boston Institute of Nonprofit Journalism. Mm -hmm. Why why did you decide to come down today for that event?
3: You know, I mean, I've I've been supportive, you know, from the beginning. And and I also think that, you know, as we think about what just happened in the presidential and, and congressional elections, um... You know, it's a failure of of mainstream politics. It's a failure of mainstream economics, and it's a failure of mainstream media. Um, and so, I think supporting alternative media, supporting independent media, is so incredibly important. You know, um, I was I was in line at Binge, and I was joking with someone. I said, "Gee, you know, maybe we can break up some of these media conglomerates and 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 take on the the failure of media." And uh, the guy I was talking to said, N- "Let's just keep them the way they are, and then we'll just keep doing awesome independent media." And and so I, th- I thought that was a a really cool perspective. Um, but no, I think we have to really promote alternative media.
1: Awesome! I want to thank you for coming in again. Uh, I know you got to go do this thing. This-
3: be the guest of honor i guess right yeah you know i mean it's a perfect week for a comedy show right what could you know <laughs> i know i imagine <laughs> laugh, they're gonna laugh. go to trump a little bit Do you think trump and
1: hillary i have no idea I'll, did you see okay. the hillary mask on the way in here i didn't No. on the on the door on the front door coming in someone hung on hillary mask and smoking a cigarette oh,
5: oh my goodness, goodness.
1: that's pretty funny
5: laugh so you don't cry
1: yeah. That's how we you to, right? yeah, you have to, right?
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. I know. We're, we're gonna have like a meditation next week or something to get people over this whole thing.
2: I have a like five minutes of deep.
1: Breathing we are. Deep breathing we are having zero. some. We are actually. Yeah. We're gonna do it at the end of the show, but we decided we had too much. So next week we're gonna dedicate some time to it, to getting over the whole. Because a lot of people like have lost it about the Trump thing. I'm sure you know a lot of people like that, right, Conley?
3: Oh yeah, no. I mean, I mean, people are in tears. I mean, at the um, at the event, we had a an event on election night at Slumbrew. And, uh, I mean, there there was 10 people crying, you know, oh by 11 p.m. Um, so, I mean, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely scary. And the very next morning, you know, I, I received calls from, you know, people who had concerns about, um, you know, uh, people in the community, immigrants, you know, Muslims, people who are, right. you know, and that, that's sort of the thing. I mean, on one mind, I would like to sort of analyze what happened, but. I think almost what takes priority over that is understanding that the, real people happen- are in real fear right yeah. now. And, and so what I could think- really
1: happen to them, too, though? Some of that fear might be really justified. Right. right. And it so, definitely
2: is. There's been a statistical leak yeah. with an increase towards violence against Muslims over the last year. So, you know, people are linking it to Trump's rhetoric. Yep. You know, you can say, is it just a common thing that's happening, or are these two actually causing each other? I'd say that they're causing each other.
3: Uh, Absolutely. And so, yeah, I think you know, my perspective at this stage is just to say that you know our priority has to be to oppose the, the racism, the misogyny, the xenophobia, the hatred, the ignorance, um, the bullying that characterized the Trump campaign. And you know beyond that if we can if we can make it past that and that's a lot to make it past, we really have to go after the you know the mainstream politics, the mainstream economics, um, the the fact that the Democratic Party, seems to you know have lost working people working families um to an extent that you know isn't sustainable
1: that's right i agree uh, that's why you're our rep so i want to thank you again mike conley for coming in today absolutely thank uh, you for having me have, yeah we'd love to have you uh, you know anytime you can come in i know you're very busy you're always doing stuff I, I hit you up every week and you're like i got this i got that i got that you're always doing this aren't you
5: oh that's why
2: you
1: got elected that's right yeah, i love i love cambridge i love somerville so then we can tell i mean that's the once we had you on our side too i could tell like we we're getting somewhere because people like you and you know everybody and you know you know how to get it done around it's here it's hard so. to miss yeah that's true too <laughs> big big mike or no money mike uh no money mike? they call you no money mike still don't they uh, they do yeah it's, it's pretty cool i like it <laughs> um
3: yeah I mean, you know, it was that was a while ago, but um, the legend the legend lives. The legend yeah. lives on. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> I'm I'm still got people that won't call me Mike Crawford.
1: They're like, Mike Can. That's who
3: hey, you are. It's people. good. Yeah. It's good to have multiple names, you know.
1: Uh, that's you know, especially if uh, they're good people saying the name mm-hmm. in a good way, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh we're gonna take a break. We're the Young Jerks here at 6 p.m. Every Saturday at 6 p.m. Uh, we want to thank. We had some new pledges this week as well on our Patreon website. So we're going to hopefully thank some of them. Uh, I know one of them is Freddie Frederick Soriano.
2: Thank you, Freddie. Yeah,
1: thank you, Freddie. Yeah, he's. Well, the, and
2: we should tell them um, thank you guys, because due to the Patreon, uh, our patrons, we are able tonight to actually have uh, somebody here video doing like awesome videography work.
1: Okay. Yeah, professional video with uh, Steve underick who uh directed the uh Who is Vermin Supreme movie. If you haven't seen that, check that out. It's if you love if you know Vermin Supreme, you haven't seen that movie. Yeah, you got to look it up. The movie is awesome. It's all about Vermin. Uh so we got a professional crew here filming us as well and uh a lot of that to do to the money that people are, are supporting us with. They want to expand our show, uh help us promote it more and uh that money is going to a good cause. So you know, we we almost didn't do this show this week. We were, we were thinking about taking a hiatus, uh, but people decided they wanted a, our show to continue and get bigger and start giving money to us. So we're here this week celebrating. So I want to congratulate and thank all of our audience and our supporters and our phone calls. Uh, and I want to thank the great guests today. Uh, I know Mike Conley's got to run, so thank you, Mike, for being here.
3: Thanks for having me. Congratulations, uh, everyone.
1: You too. Congratulations uh, to you and to us. And, uh, Jim, are you going to be able to stick around, maybe? Uh, Sure, if you'd like me to. Oh, we would love you to stick around. We'll take your phone calls, too. Call 617-500-7100. It's uh, myself, Mike Crawford, with my co-host, Bree, and uh, the old co-host, Lauren Pespisa, is here as well.
5: Former ex-co-host. Well, she's a
1: sidekick now. I
5: still hang around.
1: She's our sidekick. Yep. She's taking road spot. We're, yeah. we're demoting roads, and Lauren's on new sidekick. She looks way better, doesn't she? Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. So we're gonna be right back. W E M F. We're back Radio. live. Radio. We're back live. The Young Jerks on WEMF Radio. Hello. The uh, the uh, promos about to get weirder by the hour here.
2: I was, I was like WEMF Radio, like very interesting. <laughs> See, I radio. Could, I could do some promos if you guys need somebody to record promos. I got.
1: I just might take that clip of you repeating it <laughs> and cut kind it of into a promo. Oh, oh, you goodness. know what we should do as a promo. You you said it last week. of those crazy people that said Mike Crawford. Yeah, that, <laughs> that, that that was, was going to happen. That radio that was ruined happen. my life. <laughs> They've said forty million people after me. Ten thousand patients. no, ten thousand four hundred patients in Massachusetts. What was that? I've had a fleet between six states (laughs) to get away from those WEMF lists. I think it was
2: 13 Uh states, actually, that she said, Uh and then she listed that. That
1: We're going back to the video from last week. Uh, Some people probably know we're talking about Others don't, but that was pretty funny. These people went crazy on us.
2: Uh, Yeah, if you want to, it's called Rob and Kate and the Humanitarian Church. Yeah, I think it's actually still on our page, a link to the YouTube video. It's
1: when you funny. when you do the church and weed together, and it's not the Catholic Church, I don't know. It,
2: it's, <laughs> it's the vegan church. That's what it was. They're, it's their own church. They're a vegan. The humanitarian <laughs> vegan church. church. church.
1: Crazy enough. Humanitarian Corporation Church. Oh, <laughs> uh, we're being funny too You know. uh yeah. I want you to get nasty today with me, Bray, because We've been having <laughs> this little feud about my Facebook live videos, and I'm you've sure. had some really catty comments about them. Uh, well, you know, number one, we looked up you. You give me a hard time because you said they were too long. I was like, like twenty minutes or something. And I said,
2: I told you they were thirty minutes long, and, and you I said, I said no, no, they were only no, like ten minutes. <laughs> Like, did you, did you go so, look? And so did what I did after that out? is
1: I did two of them for like 50 minutes.
2: <laughs> Just despite. me. And I
1: talked about you for like 20 minutes.
2: <laughs> what? <laughs> and you, Now you have to
1: watch them and I, catch up.
2: I don't have time for this, Mike. <laughs> Your Facebook, you know, Some I Some people like... do.
1: We had a lot of people paying attention. We well, did a short video today and no one paid attention to it. You I felt like that? I
2: should pay attention that way. I Like, in case you're going to talk about something that when you want to talk on and about on, and on Saturday. And on and on. <laughs> and
1: more people listen, it seems like. I don't know why.
2: So when you go on for like an hour. Like, how many people do you have like when you go on for 50 minutes uh, they were like
1: 10 15 at a time at one point
2: i i think they'd watch it after the fact though too when you post it yeah don't
1: they do you? Yeah. yeah it seems like i mean some of our videos too like i'm laughing like the, we put up the scotty hacker one with uh he 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 did a short viral one basically mm-hmm. where i uh i cornered uh the mayor of boston's chief of staff dan Coe the young kid there
2: oh i saw that video this week that, and was that great. video
1: got like i, I don't know i'm just throwing out like 10 million views
2: oh my goodness no, I there's more. no way it got 10 million views <laughs> but no but it's it did get went like, viral
1: let's look at it though i mean there there's a number on there and the number is impressive so you're
2: gonna underestimate the amount of million. minutes that you spend but talking on facebook live you're and then over exaggerate
1: what i'm views. saying though at the same time like when i'm looking at the numbers on the on the facebook page like the metrics on the videos are going through the roof break
2: People and like, you're not doing them, they look
1: you haven't been, to, you haven't you been pulling your way around. I want
2: Facebook you to do a 15 minute
1: video on Monday morning.
2: What do you want me to talk about? I like? don't know. What, do you, what? Some, how do you think? Just pull some headlines and I don't know. Yeah, go on and chat about them. That's what I do. <laughs> It, what kills me though, Mike, is if I watch the whole thing, sometimes if you're just talking about one thing, like I think I was one of the, when you were going after like the reporter, Shirley. Shirley Long. La-
4: L- yeah, there you go. <laughs> you had repeated it. it. stuff.
2: I was like, I was like, uh, is he going to tell me more that you'd like loop it for your new, your well, new viewers new that were coming in. on? You're right. Exactly. So it's exactly. like watching the morning news. I have the morning <laughs> well, news well, the on is- looping. I, yeah, you I have I you on looping your story. Because this is the thing when you're on
1: Facebook Live, right? You start telling your stuff and you look up and there's like one person listening. It's, and then like 10 minutes later, there's like 15 people listening. So you're like, I got to tell the whole story again.
2: <laughs> They're not going to know. <laughs> it's so
1: funny. Oh it's weird, isn't it? Yeah.
2: yeah. No, I enjoy that. If the if the viewers enjoy your Facebook Live, by all means, don't stop. Just Well, because... let us know.
1: Should I stop doing them? Uh, we have a professional film crew. Maybe we should get more professional all the time. I don't know. What do you think?
2: I, I think for your Facebook lives, though, my only thing is you got to hold the camera up like a little bit higher on your <laughs> face because the angle of oh, your face is You're really is getting a catty
1: awkward. now. You really have <laughs> this is Facebook live. It's free. It, you, you're lucky you're getting all yeah, right?
2: <laughs> got to take what you can get with well, I mean, like, a
1: We We have Jim in here. We want to talk to Jim more, but a couple of very exciting things happened on Facebook live this week when I was, did you hear about some of those? Number you one, I was in a park car time. in my park car, I, I did say and that I one. got hit. I got hit <laughs> by an old lady, and then I got out of the car. And she almost hit, she almost ran me over, and she didn't even apologize. She got out of her car and like glared at me, like so like my park car did something to her car.
2: A hit and run capture. <laughs> she didn't on say, "Oh, I'm sorry,
1: I hit your car." <laughs> No, no damage. I wasn't worried about it. but And then, this was why I was live. I got out of the car. I kept it going. It was hilarious. Uh, and then, oh, uh, Carmelita decided to pop into a couple of my videos. <laughs> <laughs> and she wasn't too damn happy about it. So, Uh-oh. yeah. I need, like, a safe room, I think, to do these Facebook Live videos now.
2: You just need, like, a do not disturb sign to hang on the door. Like,
1: do not disturb
2: Facebook Live. (laughs) But
1: that's what, yeah, but once my girlfriend sees that Carmelita, she'll throw a shoe at me. Like, she'll, like, like, try to, like,
2: she's, like. I like her. Yeah, yeah, she doesn't (laughs) like the Facebook Live either. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Yeah, no. I, I think if people like them, and especially some of the I told things you're saying are really She's important. really
1: popular. Like, if she did one on her... I think if I did it on my own Facebook page, I'd get more li- views, actually. Than I think on you own would, ninja. too. Uh, and, and her, jeez, Christ. like Have you seen Charles Leclerc? One of her friends, Charles mm-hmm. Lockerdera, you know who he is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he does it. He I mean, he gets so many people. <laughs> you can't even keep up with the comments. It's um, I, it's just funny. Well, as
2: it keeps getting shared and shared, too. It
1: yeah, sharing. and he's funny. He's like, I don't know why people are watching me. I'm an old fat. Look at me. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there watching him go, I don't know either, Charles.
2: But here I am watching. So I guess
1: we miss him. We miss watching and listening to Charles era in Boston. He's out in uh, Hawaii. Uh, I'm a Facebook friend of his as well. I, I know him mostly through my girlfriend who used to do his show way back. Uh so that's Carmelita, uh people might know. Jim uh, I'm gonna say his name you say it.
2: Jim Borghazzani.
1: Thank you. Perfect. Yes. Yeah. Was that better than my first time or was it? It was um, better
4: than yours,
2: yes. Yeah, so, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so my first one really wasn't that good. It was yeah. it was just yeah.
4: I'm used to it, believe me. <laughs> he was being kind. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh we, we're talking about uh, legalization going forward here. People have a lot of questions. They want to know how quickly they can expect to get marijuana from a store. Yeah. When is that going to happen? Tell us uh, about that quickly. Probably
4: not till early 2018. I mean, possibly late 2017. But you know, you have to get the regulations up and running to you know govern the industry. We have to get the application process up and running. So the regulators have to be given time to um, write a lot of regulations. And by the way, we give them um, we give them deadlines. You know because we don't want to see what happened with medical, we don't want to see some sort of delayed rollout. Um, so retail sales won't begin until early 2018.
1: Deb Goldberg, the um treasurer, is going to be in charge of this. Yes, she's already asking for a delay that she on the implementation. Uh, yes. do you think that's valid or do you think that it's a stalling tactic? Well, how do you feel about that? Right?
4: Um, she's been we have no complaints about Deborah Goldberg. Um, she personally opposed this, but she was measured in her opposition. She didn't come out, her rhetoric wasn't inflamed, it wasn't alarmist. Um, she did say that she thinks she needs more time to roll it out. Um, we oppose that, you know, respectfully. Um, and we point out that the other states, Colorado, they had the same time frame in which to write their regulations. They did it, you know, the other states had the same time frame. Are they trying to imply that Massachusetts somehow is less competent than the other states? That's weird. I think that we have the same ability to if not better, better, to roll out uh, these regulations on time. So we're going to oppose any extension because once you start doing that, it's a slippery slope, and suddenly it becomes, what else can we do to to delay the will of the voters? And uh, we're we're going to oppose it.
1: What about the uh, other part where... uh... She brought up that it's unfunded until the stores get open and start selling, like there's not going to be any revenue to her department or to set this up, this commission.
4: Is well, that- yes. I mean, she's right. There's not. Obviously, you can't get funds until you start sales. The same thing happened with the gaming commission. Now, they, they put up the gaming commission um, and there, weren't, there's, there were no revenues coming in until they started the licensing process. They did a bridge loan type of thing. The legislature gave them some money to get up and running. You know, they need staff. They need office space. They Then will pay the legislature back for that. So already there's a template for that. We're not recreating the wheel here. So, yes, she's going to have to ask uh, for some money in the supplemental budget. It's not going to break the bank. We're talking about three salary commissioners. They have to hire some staff. You know, it'll be if, if it's an appropriation that's any more than $2 million, I'd be surprised.
1: And uh, the substantial tax revenues for doing that.
4: Substantial tax revenues. What are we talking
1: about? How much money? Like
4: uh, $100 million by the year 2020. I mean, that's by the year 2020. That's, I mean, that's conservative
1: the, too, right? That's they conservative. could even be a lot more oh, than that. Oh, it could be a
4: lot more, and it probably will be. Yeah. Yeah, but $100 million by then. Um, and that is going to be one of the main uh, opposition arguments was, you know, the revenue was not going to cover the expenses. Which is crazy. Which is crazy. All you have to do is look at every other state revenue has far exceeded projections and is easily covered expenses easily
1: yeah i mean in colorado they had to figure out what to do with the extra money that was allocated cuz they had you know they have these laws in colorado that if uh, they expect to raise 100 million and they end up raising 150 million they have to figure out what to do with that additional 50 million cuz that's not really what the intent of the law was Correct. at first and they basically ended up keeping it and using it for the schools and their yes. Fire departments and, yeah. and it's all good. Like a
4: whole, they're using it for job training right. programs. They're using it for 4-H clubs. A lot of this goes to local communities too. Remember, in our tax, you know, we do 12 percent. There's two percent the community option tax. Can add it on right to the communities. You know, so you know, um, we think that's not only an incentive to not delay, you know, implementation or opening of stores, but it'll help these communities who are seeing their cherry sheets or their local aid get cut. You know. Um, so we think it's a good thing, and, and finally, you know, instead of being subsidized by taxpayers, marijuana is going to generate revenue for taxpayers. You know, and do they have, get that
1: kind of money from alcohol? Like when they sell a six pack of beer, they don't get two bucks or whatever, right? Or no, 2%.
4: alcohol's tax. There's an excise tax on alcohol paid by the wholesalers, or I think it's a uh, it's by production, so there's not a retail tax. There was, it got overturned. Uh, but the city,
1: city of town, do they get extra money? No, they don't. So they, But they'll get it from marijuana, which they is good. They will get it from marijuana. The city or town. Right? So that That's means
5: correct. it'll be better for a city and town's budget to have dispensaries and to
4: have medical marijuana oh, yeah.
5: systems in their town oh, versus
4: a liquor store correct. and a bar. That's a liquor store cool. returns nothing.
5: Okay. A liquor store returns nothing. Maybe
4: property taxes. Right. But there's nothing on the retail tax that goes through. Uh, you know, they get a little bit of money on, um, on, on the license.
5: Right. Yeah, liquor licenses are pricey in Boston. Yeah, but, I mean, know, marijuana licenses probably are too. They will be. Yes. So.
4: Yeah. Not as expensive as medical. Right, we made right. sure that it wasn't as expensive well, as medical. Good.
1: And yeah. not as expensive as some of the uh, liquor licenses that trade in, in, in the, on the market. You can a, sell in your Boston. liquor license. That's yeah. correct. In Boston, I mean, the liquor licenses can go for like half a million dollars. I mean, how many
5: people actually sell the liquor licenses every year? Because I'm pretty sure it gets passed down to families.
4: Uh, sure. right? They like, want to keep them, yeah. Cause yeah, those yeah people want very to keep valuable. that. Yeah. Very, very valuable. Very valuable. Yeah, very valuable.
2: I think yeah. the hard thing though is we're still going to be facing the stigma going forward you know the um when you look at the breakdown of the voting city by city and the uh, cities that were a little bit closer to 50 yes. 50. it seems like there were uh there's definitely like strong opposition um especially in uh, places like Dedham you mm-hmm. know relatively large places yep. and so i uh, i'm wondering how that's going to affect not only recreational going in but medical places who want to go into these cities um and now the cities are if they're afraid of legal pot being available, right. if they're going to have kickback for the medical system going in now.
4: Well, we have seen uh, already some medical establishments make an agreement with the city to not go to um, adult use Correct, marijuana. like Patriot
2: Care like in Boston. Like Patriot Care in yeah. Boston.
4: Um, so that, there's nothing in our provision that stops anybody from doing that. You know? mm-hmm. And we're very careful. We had, um, we had people, patient advocates, on the drafting committee because we're very concerned about how um, adult use marijuana will affect uh, the medical market. Um, and we don't think it will. We think there'll always be um, uh, a need for medical uh, marijuana dispensaries. First of all, they're not taxed, mm-hmm. so if you have a medical marijuana card, you have an incentive to go to a medical marijuana dispensary because you're not going to pay tax. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think there'll be products uh, in the in the medical dispensaries that you're not going to see in the, in the in the adult use uh, dispensaries. Uh, maybe low THC products, you know, high CBD products. So um, you know, our hope is that, and we haven't seen in other states that the retail industry, the uh, the adult-use retail industry, we haven't seen a big e- impact on medical. They're coexisting, they're both doing well, that's what we hope happens in Massachusetts.
1: Well, um, going forward, uh, Will, like the campaign, you know, obviously has uh, campaigned hard to, to pass this. The implementation part of it takes longer. It's, like you said, two years. How, how much... Resources will the campaign have here and, and even MPP to really push it through to make sure that it does get implemented We're having
4: those discussions now sort of like how the campaign's going to transition into a post-election Right like um, Trump's doing exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah like,
1: um, Where do you go? What? Yeah,
4: where do you go? So we're having those discussions now to see if there's you know some way what how we're going to look after how we're going to help with um, You know, we have no formal role in the implementation, you know But because we were uh, the ones who spearheaded, you know, the movement, uh, hopefully that we're going to have some sort of say in or at least some persuasion in how, you know, legislators go about this. So uh, what role the campaign transforms into as we move toward implementation uh, will be um, sort of decided over the next couple of weeks.
1: You know, one thing that's going to be really interesting, too, is uh, part of the initiative, uh, which I liked, was the uh, social social club aspect where, yeah. where cities and towns can allow congregation, they can allow a high top times cop or, you know, yep. these social events and there can be a smoking area. If mm-hmm. People want to, you know, enjoy themselves, uh, just like they would at a, you know, a, a, a beer festival yes. or, you know, we have those all over the city of Boston all the time. Why can't we have something for cannabis? Um, what I'm excited about is the vote because there are a lot of cities and towns uh, that overwhelmingly voted for like boston in yes. cambridge and somerville and Somerville, um, yep. provincetown yeah uh, I, I, where, where do you think that the, i mean obviously some of those places are probably the prime candidates do you kind of envision certain places that will uh go forward with that and uh, you know other ones that won't in- with
4: a social club yeah yeah i wouldn't be surprised to see obviously you would look at where the vote was the strongest you know the pause the uh the, the yes vote um you know, it's it's hypothetical, but I wouldn't be surprised to see, you know, a town like Somerville say, hey, we think that we can responsibly set up a, you know, a social use establishment, an on-site consumption establishment, more money for the city. Um, so that wouldn't surprise me at all. Keep um,
5: Somerville weird, yo.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's right, you know. <laughs> Tourism. And once, Imagine the tourism I that know. Come to Somerville.
5: yeah. Somerville's great. I can. I would love that. Yeah. That'd be perfect. And I wouldn't
4: be surprised to see perhaps Cambridge. Once one town or one city does it, and people see that, hey, that it's it's responsible. All you know, hell didn't break loose. All hell didn't yeah. break loose. And you know, it's going to be a while. A hundred years of prohibition and hysteria it takes a while. And propaganda. It's difficult to shake off. You know, it just is. But when you see the electorate getting younger and younger. And people having the right approach to this that's not, you know, informed by the, the, the hysteria, then you know, we're gonna see, I think, a gradual acceptance of this and again it's going to be what were y'all we so worried about?
5: And this is not a dumb city. We're smart here, Boston, That's Cambridge, sure. Somerville. We're a smart electorate. And, yes. you know, we'll we'll be able to look at the data, look at the situation. And already, since we've already voted for it, I mean, clearly people have their heads in the right place. Yeah. Yes. So it shouldn't be, like, that bad, you know? It, no. shouldn't it
4: shouldn't be that bad. Yeah. And when you have people like Representative Connolly that yeah. has oh, the yeah. right approach to this, it's yeah. going to be a voice of reason. Thank you. You know. Thank goodness. You know? And I think that... Let's look at the leaders in some of these towns and hope that they have, again, a rational approach to this and don't play into the old stereotypes, the old... I hope, you know,
1: one place I think would be a good location for that, too, if you're any entrepreneurs out there, Salem, Massachusetts. Oh, I bet. They voted yes. You got the witches, you got the goblins, you got the uh, satanic temple up there. They
5: already burned plenty (laughs) of
1: sage. Uh, uh, A lot of of the folks (laughs) from uh, Mass Patients Advocacy Alliance live up there now, too, so a lot of artist community. That's another great location. I guarantee that. We um, also
2: had a, How yeah. about
1: Halloween up there?
2: Oh, I was there for Halloween and we were walking through with Yes On 4 signs yeah. through oh, yeah. the yeah. craziness of All right. downtown Salem and oh. there were some... Uh, Christians who were on their soapbox preaching to a group oh, that was him. looking at them just in shock. Oh they didn't goodness. know what to do. What are they doing in Salem? And we went in front of them with the Yes on Four signs, and the whole crowd started chanting, "Yes, on yes. four. <laughs> yes on four to yes. drown
4: out the Christians. Well, so. there were some storefronts in Cambridge that had the Yes on Four signs with some people who we all know who yeah. they were yeah. were in yeah. Cambridge that did a good job getting the word out.
1: Uh, who's on the phone here? Hello.
0: Hey, this is Mike. This is Sean Birdie. How you doing?
1: Good. How you doing, Sean?
0: Good, man. I, I was in my car and, uh, and the, the, the feed went dead, so I figured I could call a
1: list. <laughs> Perfect. I'm glad you're calling. Uh, so you we're with uh, Jim from the Yes on 4 campaign.
0: Oh, hey, Jim. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Congratulations. Thank you very
4: much.
1: And uh, do you have com- comments on the show or you got a question for Jim?
0: Yeah. So uh, there's a lot of talk uh, in private groups. On social media about the implementation of the December 15th deadline mm-hmm. and talk about that trying to get extended as far as uh, home cultivation and uh, pretty much as far as home cultivation goes. Uh, a- a- any word on, on them trying to delay that?
4: Well, there's rumors that they might try. I don't think they're going to delay the personal possession part of the law. So on December 15th, it's going to become legal to possess marijuana. I have no doubt of that. They haven't even talked about extending that and i don't think they will um there is some talk about either delaying or limiting the homegrown um we'll see what happens with that i don't think they're going to take action frankly before december 15th um so
1: so technically right now i wouldn't be legal to grow six to twelve plants but on december 15th i would be
4: that's correct <laughs>
1: Stop planting seeds. Yep. December fifteenth. Yeah, exactly. A lot of yeah. people are gonna be planting seeds.
4: Till yeah. your soil, start your garden. Yeah.
1: Get your seeds.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That all starts. You know, we go through this sort of odd gray period where the, it's legal to possess marijuana, but it's illegal to sell it. You know, um, you, you know, you're selling it without a license. Other states went through it again, and they they seem to do fine. You know, so we're not. Again, we're not doing anything that the four states that have gone before us are doing. And by the way, California is going to go through it. Uh, so is Nevada. So is Maine. You know, we saw this wasn't just Massachusetts. This was... Yeah, nationwide. This, it only lost in one place, Arizona. It only lost in one place.
1: It won everywhere, medical and by and the legal. way,
4: next year, 2017, Canada, the entire nation, is going to go legal. Right. They're not doing it with a patchwork approach. They're right. not going province by province. Yep. The entire nation is going to go to a taxed and regulated system. So we're seeing cannabis Um, nation cannabis nation Mm -hmm. we're seeing a major transformation with with our social approach to marijuana
1: and people realize i mean uh the majority now in america agree it's time to legalize
4: that's right
1: it's it's happening uh i mean i'm uh doing a someone uh is interviewing me from the boston globe magazine next week and it's about athletes and cannabis that's another like you know so many athletes uh in the past, you'd be penalized. You'd still be penalized in sports for uh, using cannabis so often, but it, maybe it shouldn't be. Maybe, maybe that would help out in some of these uh, NFL injuries, the brain trauma. The uh, it, it it definitely helps uh, athletes. I, I want to see more talk on that as well. Right. I think uh, it
4: helps them therapeutically, but yeah. it's not a performance enhancing. Well, may, it Sorry. can be.
1: You know, this is where we might argue. Well, do but you, you think know, I, well, yeah, but because. When you know, I talked to Toby Gray. He's an MMA MMA, uh, M-M-A fighter. MMA. Thank you, yeah. and uh, mixed martial arts. Uh, and I'm a wrestler as well. I used to wrestle oh. and uh, did a lot of jiu-jitsu guys. You know, judo. There, it's all kind of the same stuff. You know, different moves, different rules. But a lot of it's grappling, and uh, a lot of the grapplers like that I know. A lot of them smoke pot, and uh, a lot of times they smoke pot and work out, and they find that not only did they have better workouts, they're Their their lungs would expand so they could go longer. Interesting. Uh, It allowed them to recover quicker. So it could be performance (laughs) enhancing. But, you know, so aren't... Isn't protein? Isn't milk? Isn't, like, you know, using Bengay for your, you know is it a bad performance enhancer? That's right. my question. No, I don't think it is. I don't think it should be banned for you know, if it is, you know. And I think that like Eddie Bravo and a lot of these fighters you see uh, from the MMA, a yes. lot of them use cannabis and they get they're making a stink about it too. And I love that whole thing where so many of my friends growing up were totally against it, but now they have the injuries from sports and so many of my athlete friends are hitting me up now. Like, may, uh, guys that I would never expect. They're like, where do I get seeds? They're coming out of the woodwork. Kids I grew up with that, like, you know, they were the, they're coaches and teachers now, and they're looking for it, man.
5: Respectable members of society. Yeah, they're not
1: like me. They're not <laughs> <laughs> These people are, like, serious people, and they're all hitting me up now. They're all former athletes, and it's like the thing now for athletes uh, because they look at it, and they're like, you know, the alternative is surgery, right. which can work and so, so often doesn't or pills right and we know what the pills do, yeah yeah and, and pills are fine short term use, I think, but uh if you need them for pain for dozens of years, like a lot of us do no you can't you can't do that
4: right,
1: so cannabis is it.
4: Well, we had a guy uh, you may know him. We had Stephen Mendeli, who's a veteran. Right,
1: veteran. yeah.
4: Veteran, He's just a great guy, and he put his whole heart and soul into this. I mean, his life was transformed. He's the one that went in front of the state house, did a one-man protest, demanded to speak with the, with Charlie Baker. Well, Charlie, yeah.
1: off, at first Charlie offered him the meeting and then reneged. And then he out put out a
4: cop in his place. Yeah. When they yes. blew him off. Yeah. 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 Ugh. yeah so Steven, steven's a good friend you know, of ours and he's a good guy yeah, he is. he's totally committed and he has the story that you were just talking about you know this cocktail of pills that he got for free from the va that was just making him as he put it a zombie want to kill himself he, want
1: to kill himself. he wanted to kill himself that's where he was at you know?
4: he, and uh so then, then he he discovered medical cannabis and his life changed you know and he's couldn't get it through the va he couldn't even get it prescribed and he says meanwhile they're giving me for free Drugs, dozens that of were pills. Killing me.
1: Yeah, he shows the list. He I saw a draft of a story oh, that he incredible. wrote and the list is just you can't believe he's got categories of them. Like there's five different prescriptions of muscle relaxes, five different prescriptions of anti inflammatory, five it just went on and 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 on how many pills he was on. Yes. And for good reason. I mean this guy really got hurt in Iraq. My I have back pain. It's brutal. His thing is way worse, man. He he got in a really serious car accident, uh, not car, what do you call it? Humvee, accident Humvee accident in Iraq and uh, trying to avoid a you know improvised explosion type right. situation, driving right through. And he got really hurt, really bad. I mean, he's got pumps in his back. He's done every single therapy you can think of uh, on the verge of trying to kill himself. Yes. And, and he's got kids and he's got a beautiful wife. And the like, dude's the best guy ever. And and nice I know, society. he's been there he's Cannabis saved him And you can see it He And he's a warrior like He's he a said. soldier he's on a, a front line We all love him We warrior. give him a round of applause Cool Stephen Mandeli today. I
2: think what's so important too is what he does is not only talking about cannabis, but also about alternative healing Right. about the whole package. How it's all so important. Um, And I really hope that cannabis in this discussion and what Steven's doing can lead to other forms of healthcare reform with acknowledging these things um, and also allowing more advanced treatments, having them become more affordable or uh, maybe more as first options to people rather than putting them Pills, and the other things we talked about,
1: alternative yeah. care, again, uh, uh, dogs. These service dogs for veterans, that's a huge thing uh, for people with PTSD. Uh, and just walking, like, you know, I've started walking dogs. You wouldn't believe the health difference it makes you when look you're really walking good today. every single day.
5: I think it's, you're starting oh, to you. get the glow. Yeah, the dogs have a glow.
1: I, yeah. I, I shave, too. The
5: canine glow. Oh, yeah, that,
1: too. I Maybe. had one beer today. Maybe that's okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm just <laughs> He's just pissed. <laughs> Wow, I'm getting a lot of compliments. I know. My I think it's a lot of This is usual, but usually I got beat up. I don't know. What, you, what did I do today? He's,
2: he's got the glow. I don't know. Everybody's <laughs> happy. Weed is legal in Massachusetts. I know. Well, like, how I, I, we not we like one. And
1: Mike Conley won.
2: <laughs> yep, right? like our friends won. Yeah. We won.
1: Because I didn't really. I thought Mike Conley had a chance, but I thought he would come up short. When, I thought it would be like 200 votes short. Know. of yeah, but I, like, I knew he'd
5: win when he beats him to me.
1: Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Oh, you like, mean for Yeah, I know. That, I know, cause he's,
5: he's our friend. Who Like, our friend's winning. That's, yeah. you know, like, sweet.
1: And especially Tim Toomey. I mean, it's yeah. hard to be an incumbent here. Yeah. But a legalization, too, though, at the end, I was very confident in my predictions. But honestly, deep down, I was afraid we were going to lose. Me, too. Did you ever feel like that, Jim, that it, this might not make it and... How, I mean, it was still pretty tight. We won by a good margin, but...
4: We won by a good margin. There was one poll. I mean, we look, we had internal polling that never showed us behind. Our internal polling had us about 7 to 10 points ahead, and so our internal polling was right on the money. Uh, we saw a poll come out the Friday before Election Day that had us 27 points up. That was the Western New England University Both, yeah. poll. That's
1: the one that got me really excited. Yeah, and then
4: we thought, wait a minute. Hey, Mike, can I ask one more question?
1: Oh, yeah, you're still there. Hey, go ahead, Sean. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You can Yeah, uh, one question. Oh,
4: Ooh, thanks. Thanks, Harvey.
1: <laughs> Harvey's killing us. <laughs> <laughs> Harvey, we didn't know he was still there. Go ahead, Sean. <laughs> well,
0: uh, hey, with that margin of victory, I think it was a quarter million votes. Uh, what what previous ballot initiatives with that kind of margin uh, have lawmakers been either afraid or emboldened to go in afterwards and uh, change things? I mean, is that a good enough margin of victory is what I'm getting To make a difference. At. Not not change anything,
4: yeah. Historically, they pretty much don't. If they do change it, they don't change it by much. They did change Proposition Two and a Half, but really, it was changes that would allow the implementation. They didn't change the intent. So, we're the only time
1: I've ever seen them really touch an initiative was that gas tax, like, like they totally wiped out this gas. Uh, it was a discount, they were going to reduce the tax and the government didn't like it. That's the only time I've ever seen them really change an initiative, yeah. right?
4: Yeah. And
1: so they've I, done it maybe one time.
4: Yeah. They generally don't it. And they get a
1: it. lot of crap about it ever yeah, since. I
2: thought that the laws were much tighter with ballot initiatives. The, that and uh,
1: the uh, legislature and the state house through the governor, can change a the law they anytime they want. They
4: can change anything they want. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That's, it's, you know, I uh, wish. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah.
0: All right. Thanks,
1: guys. Thank you, Sean. Thanks for calling.
4: Thank you, All Sean. Right. Have a great day.
1: Thanks night. for supporting us, too. Ah, uh, don't mention it. Yeah. Sean's a good dude. Thank you.
4: I mean, back to the polls, you know, when they got the late money, they got a million dollars. A lot from of Sheldon money. Sheldon Adelson, $850,000 from the Archdiocese.
1: And then the money from the casino, the and other the money, casino Stephen guy. Stephen Wynn
4: gave $100,000. But we knew that late money, they were going to buy more TV time. But at that point, every dollar was you, more money. more money, but you didn't get a lot for your money because TV time was so tight because of the New Hampshire right. Senate race.
1: Te- Kelly Ayotte. Yep. Kelly
4: Ayotte and Maggie Hassan. Oh, God. So yeah. so I know. So I'm so glad it's over. Thank God, though. Thank God. Actually, that worked out for <laughs> yeah. us. I never want to hear those names again. Because when mm-hmm. you make a late buy like that, your money doesn't go as yeah. far. We reserved yeah. our TV time back in Months, the summer. Yeah. Um, so we knew we, had, we, we got a lot more for our money than our opposition did. And when they came out with that first ad... Um, that ad, we thought, uh, backfired on them. Yeah, it
1: did. A bit. It went viral it against was, them, too. It went
4: viral against Nationally them. They got wait, terrible wait. media. Which ad was The, this Kevin, one? Ad. Kevin. the Kevin ad. Kevin. Oh. Yeah. oh, the one with the sun
5: coming yeah. out. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. Me and my dad and my family made fun of that yeah. ad every time it came yeah. on. We, we like, everybody. everybody
4: Nationally,
1: it got made fun oh. of it. It was, yeah.
4: was, Yvonne Abraham at The Globe wrote a great column about it. It was awesome. It. I mean, Diane <laughs> Williamson at the the telegram Gazette wrote a great column about it. It was just, it was ridiculed. It it, and it it was ridiculous. It, it was ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> um so you know, in a campaign, no matter how much what the polls are saying, when you when you look and you see when they came out with the state trooper's widow, ad, yeah. you know, that was effective. Right. Um you know, and you know her loss it was she she suffered a terrible loss. So, you know, the sympathy factor. But again, they got it late. And maybe they didn't buy enough spots to have an impact maybe it wouldn't have made an impact anyway i think the people who did our tv our creative was very good you know the fact that we had a washington state sheriff basically telling people look what's happening in our state i think people needed to hear that um so you know well like any campaign you have a lot of things that go your way some that don't and um basically if you pivot off the ones that don't and you just stay with your message then
1: you can come out okay. Yeah, we won. I mean, that's the most important thing about it is the it won.
4: most
1: important thing. Yeah. And uh, 54% to what, 46? Is that what the final yeah. tally was? Yeah. I mean, that's a good margin
4: still. That's a solid it's win. It's solid. That's it's, a it's, solid win. We're very happy.
2: So I was close then. I had guessed 54% last week. When Did we you win asked. the prize? I never said like my low when you I thought the you? no. You know what? <laughs> you always like, have to bend no. the
1: rules, yeah. You know, <laughs> because we had a contest online too, and and to see who would predict it. And uh, did anybody else? I thought it? you might have picked it, and now I'm like, man, she she picked it, but she didn't really pick it. Now you screwed I it all. I should have messaged. You I screwed up I a, a whole commented. contest by winning it number one, <laughs> and not letting me win the big ego
2: with your 59. percent I was 59.39.
1: Meh. <laughs> That was, yeah, I was off.
2: You were ambitious.
1: Hey, somebody (laughs) had to, be.
2: Yeah.
1: I felt like, you know, the thing that really why I got cocky, too, is because the turnout, like, uh, the early turnout for early voting was really high, and they were saying, it's going to be record, and it pretty much was a record turnout, so you expect we're going to win huge, but a lot of that turnout was these angry Trump people. Oh, angry Trump. Yeah, I really, you know, even in mass, yeah, so... It didn't turn out quite well quite expected, but it was still a Well we, that was we another
4: that was another factor. A third of the electorate voted early. So they've cast their votes before a lot of our opposition ads started to run. Which is good. Which is good. <laughs> you know. So they weren't you know, the ability to to penetrate uh, the electorate when a third of them has already voted, um, that helped also. Pretty
1: funny they cause they uh, look at it, you know, a bunch of stoners outwitted these <laughs> right. uh, inside politicians.
4: Stoners yeah. have been waiting to
5: vote on this for uh, how many years, though? We are
1: organized in yeah. institutional yeah. powers of the state.
4: Some people, you know, that's the you one know, issue. It was funny.
5: I
1: know you might not be a stoner, though, John. I don't know. I, you know I'm not calling everyone <laughs> in the a campaign a f- stoner, but I am.
4: Yeah, right. It was a funny thing. I think a lot of the media thought, you know, this is just another attempt by some sort of, like, crazy people. And suddenly we turned in 120,000 signatures, and it changed like that. Right. The Boston Globe, a lot of other media, and the people up on the Hill suddenly took us very, very seriously and took the movement very seriously, um, and we saw things change right after that, very, very quickly.
5: Never underestimate what a small group of people can do that's to change the world, right. because indeed, that's the only thing that has. Yep.
2: Even when uh, you know Charlie Baker and Marty Walsh you know, are so yeah. adamantly Jason against, Lewis, uh, I wonder yeah. how
4: they feel with their deals not between their legs now. Not only they did they oppose, they took the unprecedented step of formally creating a committee. Right. I have I've been own <laughs> politics a long they time. Do, I mean, yeah, yeah, a long time. I mean, they do, let's
1: talk about some of the crazy stuff they did.
4: Well, first, like of they all,
1: basically took bribes through this campaign. I'm calling them. You might not say, Jim, but am I reporting? Um, And and I'm not saying that they're aware that they're bribes, but the people who gave the donations probably thought that it was almost a bribe because you got a developer, a major developer in Boston who's putting through a proposal that's controversial, that's too high on the waterfront. That's might be breaking environmental laws of the state of Massachusetts and Marty Walsh and them just pass it right through. But, oh, he gave a huge contribution to that campaign. He sure did. And then uh, the, the governor writes the, uh, the forward or whatever you call it, to the ballot question that the peace they mail out, that's supposed to be objective and non, non-partisan and non-campaigning, and he basically lies throughout the whole thing. It was terrible. I mean, it, these guys did a lot of shady stuff. To The it.
4: statement of fiscal consequences, if any of your listeners have their voter uh, guide at home, you look yeah, at the... voter guide, that's the you word you look I look at the for. statement of fiscal consequences, and the way they describe our measure was totally different than the other three questions. Uh, it was biased. They used un... Um, uh, unsourced information. So, uh, and we complained about that. Yeah, it didn't do any good. It was not printed. And I
1: And I, mean, do you think that they'll have it face any consequences, uh, Walsh or Baker or Jason Lewis, in the future for
4: yeah.
1: this crap? Like in terms of
4: getting reelected?
5: Um, <laughs> I wish. I hope.
4: I doubt it. Yeah. You know, I don't think it was. I think Charlie Baker and his team took a hit that day because they had two questions right. uh, lost. You know, Channel uh, 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 Question Two, which Charlie Baker went all out for. Right. Yeah, he, he was in. in
1: the ads. He right. looked really
4: bad in those ads, by he looked,
1: the
5: way. Yeah,
4: that got It swapped. was weird. They, like, they got, <laughs> it was they, like he looked really yeah, they bad. They got wiped out. That <laughs> yeah. was a landslide. Yeah, it <laughs> yeah, was I mean, a wipeout. Thank I know God. a lot of
5: activists that were, you know, very pro No on Two that were working, and yes. like a lot of like student activists too, and people that like are really especially affected. So I was very happy to yeah, see that. So herself. once again,
4: the Massachusetts voters have shown like right. they did in 08 and '12. They don't take their cue from elected officials when it comes to ballot questions. Or
5: out-of-state funding.
1: Or out-of-state funding. Yeah, corporate money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of... They try to say that we had uh, on question four all this corporate money. No, it was actually (laughs) some money from people who uh, wanted to change the law. And it it wasn't corporate money. But corporate money actually was hugely fun in that question, too. On the other side, liquor
4: industry. Yeah, liquor
1: industry and the opposition, right? Right. That was the real corporate money,
4: money. Gambling money. Right. And God, yeah. <laughs> the Catholic Church. You know? Oh God, that was very disappointing. It was funny because, because of
5: all the things the Catholic Church can be, <laughs> should be fighting against, marijuana well, is not even number ten on that list. Not, not only, even on only that were they list.
2: funding like, it, but if you uh, went into Catholic churches, they actually had pamphlets yeah, they and flyers. Prod- uh, uh, I and know and my, it affected my, my grandparents'
5: it, opinion yeah. until I set them straight. They, they even like, sent it Catholic. to the
1: Catholic uh, schools, from what I hear. They oh, sent things home, and yeah. And
5: you know, really, what's the Catholic Church? Jesus never said don't smoke weed. Yeah. You know, and Jesus no, said don't I think don't he said judge. sow the
1: seed or something like that.
0: Yes, yeah, so he said sow
5: the seed. <laughs> something good you about spread, the seeds. They may have been mustard yeah. seeds when Take he said spread the them seeds. on your soil or whatever, yeah. but, you know, they could have been marijuana seeds yeah. too. And no. this, 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 is mis,
4: this misperception that the Catholic Church had that they had to protect the people mm. that for some reason. While, who who sold them that? Meanwhile, what they're doing is ignoring the people who had been adversely impacted historically by this. How do you ignore all that? How
1: do you ignore all that? Because all all he was talking about is this alleged harm from cannabis that he saw it down when he was in the islands or whatever. These are ridiculous. I think it was a made-up story myself. And then... Never mention the harm of prohibition because no. the harm from prohibition is so much more than any harm you could ever find for cannabis. Is yes. is the harm of prohibition. I didn't lose a career because I smoked marijuana. I lost a career because I got busted with marijuana. One joint, I mean, and and now uh, okay, one joint is legal. Great. But there are still kids getting there uh, busted in Roxbury because they ended up with two dime bags. I mean, give me a break. This is what's been terribly going on. It's currently
4: hypocritical for them to ignore the social injustices of the communities, that, the very communities they should be protecting. Right,
1: the poor and the uh, minorities. Exactly.
4: Yeah, it was very hypocritical. I'm Catholic. I'm not a practicing Catholic anymore. Me too. So right, I took, same here. Yeah, same yeah. here. I, took, I looked at that and I thought, there's another example of why you're losing people like apparently all of us.
5: Right, because, you know, really the issue should be poverty and the stuff that, you know, the Christian church should be focused on. And, you know, the marijuana laws are affecting poor people more than ever because when they don't arrest them for possession, they arrest them for possession with intent. They charge them with possession with intent right now instead of just possession, and then just so they can. Right. You know, and that's a much heavier charge. And I saw a lot, I've seen a lot of people in court since I've been there with possession with intent charges for marijuana. And I'm, you know, had my fingers crossed that this law would be passed, and the next time they go to court, it will be like dismissed.
4: And those possession with intent charges, you look at the communities where they come out of? Right. Dorchester. Dorchester, Mattapian, Mm -hmm. Roxbury, Mm -hmm. Um, even Cambridge. Even Cambridge, right. Now, if there was a group of white kids that got caught in Duxbury or Andover
3: <laughs> right, or Lincoln,
4: right. you're probably not going to see anybody charged with possession with intent. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's the application of the law. Right. Was, Instead of
5: giving them misdemeanors, they're giving them felonies. Correct.
4: That's right. That's right. They, hey, the ACLU came out with their great study in the weeks coming up to the election. The ACLU came out with good data, got great press. It helped us with our narrative. It was difficult, it knocked the opposition off balance. You know, and with campaigns, the more you control the narrative, the more votes you get. And that so,
1: did help. I mean, you have a map immensely. that shows where the busts are happening. Uh, we're out of time this week, though. We uh, I want to thank you so much, Jim, for coming in. Thank you uh, for everything that you did. Your campaign, you guys won. Yes on four. Marijuana is legal, uh, de facto legal in mass right now. I'll say because. Uh, It happens really December 15th, but I don't think any police are going to bust me for a joint on the way home. Start
2: investing (laughs) in your grow equipment now before prices start skyrocketing after December, (laughs) get some
1: seeds, uh, your grow (laughs) tent. Let's go. I want to give you just a round of applause for for the big win. Congratulations, Jim.
2: Thank you for all of your work. Thank you.
4: Thank you all of you for all of your work. Thank Thank.
1: you. And I want to also thank Mike Conley, um, Mass State Rep-Elect, Mike oh my Carlin, god. for coming in today and answering our questions. Spend some time with us. Congratulations to him as well and everyone who supported both of those campaigns. I know there's a lot of you. We know some of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also want to thank some people, too. We got some more pledges for our show this week. Uh, Frederick Soriano, thank you.
2: Thanks, oh, Freddie. Oh, uh, yay, Freddie.
1: Daniel LaSalle uh, also pledged some money to our show. Uh, Sean Birdie, who called in earlier. He, he's a new pledge to us, too. And uh, on his pledge, I see a yes on four uh, sign right there. Nice. So he's, he's got that on his <laughs> Facebook you. profile still, which I like. Uh, Tony Elliott also another p- new pledge, and Lisa King. So people are giving money to our show Thank and helping you us. So much. Yeah. yeah, and that's, that's why we huge. got a professional video team here today, uh, recorded uh, from uh, uh, the movie Who Is Vermin Supreme.
2: Which, if you don't know, you should. You should look up that movie. That <laughs> movie a great movie. You should look up Supreme. We
1: got the director-producer here filming us today, so we're happy about that as well. Uh, I want to uh, give a shout-out to Chris Farone and the Binge Party today. That was fun. Ooh,
5: holiday I, binge, too. Yeah. Journalistic boogaloo.
1: Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> it was a party. In Somerville.
5: We got to. I got to reunite with our best friend, that big Trump mask.
1: Oh, yeah, right? Our old
5: friend, Make America fifty two. Again. Throwing stuff in yep, there. Yep, throwing <laughs> his own words back in his mouth. That <laughs> was great.
1: And uh, I also want to uh, thank Herbie, as always, being behind the board. Yeah.
2: Woo. Thank you, Herbie.
1: He's talking to the next show. They're coming up on uh, New Year's program, the New Year's.
2: I think they brought him pizza. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> we just you know, we we'll keep I checking the in. New Year's program. I was like, pizza? <laughs>
5: yeah. Hey, pizza and Prog Rock yeah, is frog rock. not a bad mix. That's right. <laughs>
1: Alan's coming up. And uh, you also, uh, I want to thank uh, the guy who bought me Burger King today. <laughs> Scotty Hacker. He was in one of our face he was in our Facebook live video today too.
2: Yes, made an appearance.
1: Yeah. And uh yeah, I guess that's it. Oh Lauren Pispiza, thanks for coming Yay, in. Hey, I'm here.
5: You're, You're welcome. You're
1: a uh, sidekick.
5: I know, it was so good to be able to celebrate with you guys today.
2: Yes.
1: Yes. And uh thank you, Bree.
2: Thank you, Mike.
1: All right, we'll be back next week, the Young Jerks. Actually, you're gone next week, right?
2: Yes, I will be gone next week while I'm working, workcation. I'm headed to California uh, at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning for work for five days, and then I will be um, going after that, a little traveling, and then back for, are we going to be on the week after Thanksgiving? I don't know, we'll
1: figure that out. Yeah. Do you want to? What do you think?
2: I'll be here. Yeah. All right, we'll do it. I, I mean, what fun. else are people going to be doing? You need to yeah. escape your conservative family. Yeah, You're right. like me, me so
1: <laughs> I'm always willing to do it to get out of there.
2: Right.
1: <laughs> All right, we'll be back next week. Then I will at least, and uh, Bree will be in. Where are you going to be? California.
2: I will be in California. Oh, I'll California. be in yeah, LA and San Francisco. Wow, oh yay, you. San Francisco, boo LA. Oh. But have fun.
1: <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> we'll see you next week.
3: This is WEMF Radio. W-E-M-F-Ray- W-E-M-F-Ray- W-E-M-F-Ray-
0: W-E-M-F-, Tolkien, WEMF Radio. 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 WEMF 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 WEMF